0: Hello everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 19. It was sort of the conclusion of arc 1 and it was honestly truly satisfying to play from Galtier's near death experience to Liza's insane leap of faith. It was just wild for us. As I realized how close we were to losing Galtier, Matt and I like made eye contact as much as you can over the internet and we immediately were sort of on the same page. Like if it happens it happens. I've said before I'm pro character depth, so I don't really avoid it, but he eked one out right there. And then Yugar. everyone obviously knew what the Griffin statue was, but they didn't quite meet the requirements to figure it out in game. And then Max played such a good hard move that there was no way I couldn't reward him for it. It was just such a satisfying conclusion. Anyways, now they're headed back from the dome to Madrigal for some much-deserved R&R for a while before they kick off the second leg of their quest. If you want to skip ahead to the action, you can jump to about the 8-minute, 30-second mark. And don't forget to like us on social and support us on Patreon. And everyone who already does, we love you guys. Thanks for doing everything you do for us. I'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Previously on Knucklebones, Glowing diamond orb in hand, the Butts continued their escape out of and away from Creshadome. The Kruthique swarmed out of the dome as the Butts fled for their very lives by way of an old abandoned minecart. Things got hairy as the Kruthik's numbers surged and their assault continued to wear down our already beaten and battered heroes. After some perhaps unwise heroics, Galtier fell from the minecart and was dragged behind it by Ababatha's clutch roping skills. But only briefly, due to even more heroics from Liza Uzdrovichel, when they were flung from the minecart, summoned the great bronze griffin Ugar, and flew to Galtier's rescue. It truly was a very close call. And now our heroes must move forward in the journey. Do they follow their king? Or acquiesce to the demands of the Martin of Umbros? Well, you'll have to listen to this episode to find out. And this episode is on Knucklebones.
2: <laughs>
3: That's I, definitely I really... how we always <laughs> every time. <laughs> what, what even?
0: Okay. What even was that? <laughs> I tried to. I,
1: I my brain melted and I and I tried to recover.
2: No, no, it's, it was close. fantastic. Yeah, no. My, my friend gave me for. this, <laughs> yeah, this, like almost drawing figure style, like articulated joint Admiral Akbar, oh, but watch. not all oh, the yeah, joints nice. articulate right, so he's really only capable of like sassy. <laughs> sassy
3: <laughs> Admiral He's like, I'm
2: he's proud. like, ooh, it's a trap. <laughs> That's kind of where he's at.
3: I love when you, it. he no, like, nice. can just kind of,
2: can just kind of like work it mm-hmm. and get you a little. Oh bag, yeah! Oh, you, you can know? make him dance. Nice.
1: Dude, they, they should just honestly the, the. Um, art for this episode should just be a picture of my busted ass face right now. Wait, <laughs> how awful I look? <laughs> and that'll just, that'll explain it.
3: You heard it here I first, just... ladies. Max is looking great.
1: Yeah, Max Ooh. is busted as fuck. Hop just on it. I thought you looked normal. Hop on you? it. No. no
2: it's weird that. that through the tone of your voice, you can hear how disheveled your hair is. Yeah, Yeah. which normally is 100% my lane, but here we are. Yeah,
1: Yeah, here we
3: are.
1: Yeah, I decided not to take a shower before I went to work this morning and uh, just wear a hat all day. So that's uh, nice.
2: Which
3: is truly
1: I
2: mean that.
3: (laughs) That looks like he's about to do the single lady stance.
2: The the weird part: (laughs) the hands do a full 180 (laughs) articulation. Oh no!
3: Oh my!
2: all the way up and down, but nothing else goes that far. What are we doing
0: here and why don't I have one of those is my
2: first question.
3: <laughs> my favorite, my
2: favorite part That's about this is my friend, this is one of those like, oh yeah, hi. Um, hi. This is one of those like, my friend was like, hey, can you feed our cat like three times while we're gone for a long weekend or whatever? And I was like, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Pop yeah. by the house, feed the cat. like Super normal like adult friend stuff. And then they got back from uh, Disneyland and he was just like, I bought you this Admiral (laughs) Egg part. Like this is the best (laughs) and most insane gift anyone's ever given me. Because it is a thousand percent a thing that I want that I would never ever buy for myself. (laughs) You didn't Uh, know you wanted until you saw it. But also I was like, Hey, you don't need to like bring me gifts like you're my stepdad. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like (laughs) I'll watch your cat anyway, because we're friends.
0: (laughs) Right. Sure, sure, sure.
2: Uh, oh, but by man. the way, look, anyone listening, if you're going on a trip and you want to bring me a gift, uh, P.O. Box number 6969420. <laughs> nice. Chica, California. So, Chica. You, you can remember you know, that is. Nice, nice. What?
3: what? You
0: know somebody actually has that P.O. Box number, right?
3: 696969420. Oh. It has to be I worth kind of so wondered, much money. That's a big fucking Will, bucket will
2: internet out. culture, like someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like affect the way they number things like the way that superstition does like how hotels don't have a 13th floor do you think like oh. we'll, we'll hit the <laughs> point where they're like there is no room 420 at the whole fucking oh, yeah. hotel like stop asking <laughs> we know I mean, what do we're doing in there and we don't like it
1: do we think that uh ron jeremy's <laughs> inmate number is 69 420 it always comes back to ron jeremy with you he's an icon I will say <laughs> Icon are the worst the worst human like a very <laughs> bad human. But I will say he was introduced to my life at such a time where like
3: Were you an Around spell? like What? Were you in <clears throat> still?
1: No, this was pre-cell. Oh okay. Um, yeah.
2: Oh I <laughs> so, hate that there's time specific terminology. <laughs>
1: oh I don't know if there is. I just I just <laughs> there is now,
2: but um, Bora, hold out. on, I have a I have a breaking news update. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. My dad has just emailed me a meme. Oh, your dad just sent you a meme? My dad emailed you My dad emailed me a meme, and CC'd my sister. Please continue. Now, I just I
0: want to say, Max, I'm pretty sure that you were introduced to Ron Jeremy. And correct me if I'm wrong. About the same time in your life that literally everybody else was. Yeah, that's probably that's probably accurate. Yeah, Except
1: yeah. for creepy okay. men in their probably 30s at the time, who watched too much VHS porn when they were children, uh-huh. or young young adult rather.
2: <laughs> the text says how to make <laughs> meetings shorter, and it's just people planking over laptops.
1: Hey man, if I ran that meeting, it would be
0: long. Do you guys think this is an email worthy meme? <laughs> did you have Did you have to open the JPEG to access that meme? Like, what is this, 2004?
3: What is an attachment? Or was my, it embedded?
2: It? <laughs> it was an attachment. And it, it the file format is apparently JFIF. Not sure what that is. Uh, okay. I've never heard of that. My dad might have sent me a computer virus.
0: <laughs> well, you clicked on the link. Okay, if there's one thing that I know, you don't click on links to memes. Because you just text memes. It's right? an attachment. but... Uh, well, I guess you trust your dad. I don't trust your dad.
2: Of course, this should be a text. Uh, it's a thousand <laughs> times funnier to me that it's an email. Also, that my dad is sending oh, work-related memes on a Sunday. It's just funny. You know, we
0: should we should evolve memes to the point where there are sp- like email-specific memes. That should be a thing. Like where the where, where the joke is where the joke is that it's an email. That's most emails for me. They're all fucking jokes fucking clowns in my inbox (laughs) yeah i mean it's all a bunch of brands that think i have money yeah yeah yeah. i have that problem too oh well all right speaking of brands who think they have money that's that's here how you doing i think before we dive into kind of where uh, i've got us set at a starting point i'm just curious like like max said galtier how
2: you doing bud Well, I mean, beat to shit in game terms. Uh. (laughs) Ya boy had a tough go last time out. Uh. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I think though, maybe a little embarrassed at his bad decision making, but it has now all once again worked out for our privileged boy here. So, not feeling nearly (laughs) as bad as he ought to for his terrible fucking tactical choices.
0: I mean, I think that you, uh arguably saved i don't remember who it was that originally was falling out of the wagon if it was babatha or liza but you arguably saved somebody's life right i mean there's no denying that
2: oh i think i think probably taking some solace in that i I think though he also uh it it is not lost on that none of this happens if he doesn't bum rush the magical object alone and then try to eat it over (laughs) a pile of rocks <laughs> uh, and then be like no it's cool fair, fair, fair. i'll just square it's off totally with fine. this fucking extra dimensional being or whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. uh it, clearly outgunned <laughs> in every way uh, so, uh you know least he could do but i will i mean i i think though actually probably also happy and a little proud to get a chance to like as much as he's a fucking asshole probably to hang out with uh, like, protecting people and saving them, even if he does it in a sort of snide and shitty way, is, like, kind of his whole jam. And so, like, putting his body on the line to make sure the teammate makes it in the cart, that's that's what he's all about. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if you even if you didn't make it out of here, you've still kind of done what Galtier would do. Right. How about Babitha and Blup? This This is probably a, a pretty traumatic experience, I think, having all these things after you, like,
3: Oh, they're both fucking shook. I mean, this was truly horrifying. Uh, I think, though, that... uh, I think, though, that as soon as we kind of got our bearings, you know, we're all here... Are we all right? We're all... We are now all on the back of Ugar, correct? We're no longer like Galtia... Or is Galtia being carried or...
0: Yeah, uh, I mean he's being carried currently, but that can resolve very easily. Yeah, this is. I'm I'm seeing this like as the instant after Galtier has been plucked up like an Eskimo yo-yo, and you guys are like flying away from from this scene.
3: Well, I thought the whole thing was it like an Eskimo yo-yo was that he flipped us up and we were all on you, Garnell. Oh, you might be right. Yeah,
0: yeah, maybe he already Eskimo yo-yoed you up. Correct. that's right. Cool. I it's also just rank. want to say,
1: for for those of us who um, aren't from the land of the Midnight Sun, can <laughs> oh. you please explain
2: um, fuck? Have you ever I, seen, I, like, well, a... Was, wanna, what an hold insane oversight. I just,
3: <laughs> oh, <I> just
2: <laughs> want to point out to the listener that Max has been making a face like, are you guys using a racial slur that I'm going to have to be upset with you about for the last three minutes? <laughs> And no, oh. it's just, a, it's a normal object. I used this as a descriptor uh, in my, in my intro.
0: And, uh, I, I did look it up because I was like, if there's another name for it, I want to use the proper name for it. There is not.
2: I'm sure there's a better name somewhere. You know,
3: but... like, uh, you know, the, like a bolo that you would use, you would use for like throwing around an animal, right? Like a rope with like two balls on either end. Yeah. So imagine that, but they're almost, God, so
2: what they they're like they're hacky of, sack like, an Skin and they're filled oh. with something soft like a hacky sack. So yeah. usually it's it's not quite as like beanie and heavy, but yeah. basically they do like it's a cool yo-yo style like cool spinning tricks with because they're weights yeah. at the ends of a long string. Hmm. And so if you go up and down, they they spin yeah. on each other. Yeah. Uh, but you can also like spin them in cool ways and sort of flip them and throw them and, and it's, <laughs> so it's like a kids game slash like cool performance accessory. Like you can do a lot of moves with them that are kind of like. Uh, what do they call it? The stick thing where you have two sticks and you throw a third stick? Double like stick. a Chinese yo-yo. Is that? Yeah, right. It's, it's another one of those <laughs> things that like... We need to get more clever names.
3: Maybe we just thought, maybe we should actually find out like what the fucking Chinese call it and what the fucking Eskimos call it.
1: I will say the name of it, even saying Eskimo yo-yo, why not just saying Eskimo yo that's that's
2: <laughs> the uh, the biggest oversight. That's, that absolutely. is the biggest
3: oversight, absolutely. Like
1: the brand, the person who likes brands in me, just a little annoying. But okay. Uh, so apparently, that, they don't yeah,
2: have don't. a better name associated on like you know their internet listings, but it says that they are used in um, inupiaq Yupik, um, Siberian Yupik, and other cultures. So like for for us people who grew up in Central Alaska, like that we're familiar with all those. I, I imagine, know. I wonder if there's some overlap with like Athabascan or Quichin, right? In languages Well is Alaska words.
3: Indian, not Eskimo.
2: Well that's what I mean is that like, I don't know if there is overlap there, but I imagine there might be. Um, interesting fun fact, here's some stuff I didn't know. The objects at the end of the string can be made in a variety of shape, ranging from seals, ptarmigan feet, dolls, miniature mucklucks, and simple balls. And They, they could have a handle made of wood bone or ivory, which I don't know if I've ever seen any with a handle.
3: I've never seen Yeah, I, it's usually
2: just yeah, a knot just like in <clears> the <throat> middle throat>
0: that you grab.
3: Yeah.
0: Fun
2: fact. Yeah, that's
1: my experience just, with it, too. Does
0: this, does <laughs> this, this doesn't, I, I don't imagine, like, I don't know, but this doesn't ring a bell. Obviously, I don't see any recognition on your face. So there's probably a lot of people who don't know that that's really a thing, but.
2: Uh, you know, this is maybe a uniquely Alaskan experience, and because of, like, the sort of cultural enrichment programs at public schools and stuff, that, like, we all got exposed to this and got to play with them in that, like, eight to 10, 11-year-old age range where, like, stuff you can sort of whip around is the coolest stuff on the planet. And so, <laughs> yeah, it like, for sure. it kind of bums me out that, like, there aren't a bunch of kids because you can make these out of, like, damn near anything and have the effect move it effectively yeah, literally a piece rhythmically of up and down. It does the cool spinny thing where it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of kids who could be, you know, 2% less bored with, like, yeah. five minutes of Arts and Crafts time. These things rule. <laughs> and you're welcome for
0: this tidbit of cultural... Uh, education. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I never got to even start describing Babatha and BLEP, because we were debating whether or not we were on UGAR. But we are. So, Babatha and BLEP are shaken by what has just happened, right? Like, they... They've had some pretty close calls. They've been on some some adventures. They've been through some shit together. But this is something that is truly horrific that has just happened and yet as they kind of fall into a glide on one of the thermals and Yugar is just kind of holding steady uh liza at the uh holding on to the main wearing blep's large hat blep holding on to liza babatha holding on to blep <laughs> Gaultier kind of awkwardly holding on at the end, you know, not really sure what to do. And she looks out and just sees this incredible view of the dome. And you can almost see out to like the ash fields, like it's such a clear day.
0: Yeah, And she yeah.
3: just takes out, you know, grabs her hat and just kind of swirls it around and lets out a huge woo! and it's just running on adrenaline right now and and just <laughs> cackling
0: that's awesome uh, how about how about Blett?
3: Anyone that could see Blep's face, which, I mean, it's, it, the camera can definitely see Blep's face, and no one else can. But he has his eyes closed, but the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> He's just riding <laughs> along. Well,
2: now, let, let me help you yeah, does, out here, because it turns out that frogs don't stick to griffins, and he fell off. It was a real shame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How's Liza doing uh, on the back of Ugar here? And just in this, in this instant after taking off and getting everybody on Ugar and up in the air to safety. As Galtier is saying that, you just see him,
1: like, kicking Blep off, like, trying to, like, <laughs> nudge him off. <laughs> Not subtly at all. Sorry. Liza is mostly... They bought into kind of the the bit of turning into the old wizard to cover <laughs> for the fact that... I totally forgot about they... that, Yeah, yeah. As they did kind of make that bend where people couldn't see them, they had actually, everything about them had gone pure, like, pale red, kind of a pink. Every single aspect of them went into that, which is a, like, full threatened and stress response for Liza. Mm -hmm. And they noticed it. That's why they changed. So the main thing is that they wanted to have this immediate funny thing to counteract the fact that they were freaked the fuck out and the fact that they truly thought I'm gonna go out in a not even close to a blaze of glory a bit where I am swimming using this statue yeah I'm using this little tiny statue (laughs) as a floaty (laughs) In the middle of the (laughs) air, kicking my legs, thinking I'm going to die. That was how they were. And so the fact that they're not dead and they are, like, everyone is somehow alive and this amazing animal is now part of them. This uh, amazing animal is part of the party at this point, is something that they are trying to contemplate and basically figure out, trying to do the math of, like, Babitha has blept. Okay. I've been kind of looking okay. at
0: um I've been kind of looking yeah. at the uh, unlocking of Ugar as your guys's Congratulations, you've unlocked fast traveling kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really funny. You you Ugar, Ugar can, can fly you guys around. There's some restrictions on what um he, you know, can and can't do, but in certain situations, yeah. If he's, if you're able to summon him, then like, yeah, you've you've unlocked fast travel with Yugar, which is very cool.
1: Yeah, like, I, I mean, Liza for the most part is just thinking at previous points of their life having something like Yugar as kind of a get out of get out of dodge and just escape mm-hmm. would would have made things for their life so much easier. So, as they are going forward, this is the first thought is fear of losing it so oh yeah. rather than rather than being joyous for the for the discovery of having yugar as part of their life now it's more like holy shit this is so amazing i can't imagine what it'll be like to not have this again and to lose this so it's kind of a a, a relief in the moment but also like future fear Kind of, yeah. Like uh, you're just
0: already feeling the
1: every the attachment
3: loss. Liza makes, it's like <coughs> preemptively grieved Oof. for. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You so it, so Liza is uh, looking almost it, like Gandalf right now, right?
1: Yep. That's the <laughs> fully Gandalf. The joke.
0: Gandalf, but with but with Blood's big old hat. Yep. Gandalf the purple Liza. <laughs>
3: Gandalza, Gandaliza.
2: Ooh, Gandalize is Ooh, pretty. Ooh, Gandaliza good. is good. Yeah, yeah Gandalize is Gandaliza. pretty dope. Oh wait, no, it's Gandalize off, right?
3: Gandalize off. We bring, we
2: bring it back. We sandwich sandwich. <laughs> yeah. it. It's an infix in this
3: situation. Yeah. That just—if you
1: say that fast enough, it just sounds like you're saying Ganda lies off. Which... Gandalize off.
3: <laughs> Gandalize off. What?
1: I
2: like um, Ganda. I like Gandalize. Gandalize personally. Uh, are you guys familiar with Ray Stevens, the singing comedian? This is no. a weird deep cut from, like, cassette tapes my grandpa used to make us listen to. Uh, he has this song called Hugo the Human Cannonball. Uh, it's it's very funny, and Hugo doesn't make it to the end of the song. Uh, every time you have said Ugar in narrative, there's a line in that song where they're, um, they're describing the... Bloody mess made from Hugo being shot out of a cannon incorrectly and just Here turning go. into what would actually happen to a person. <laughs> uh, but I keep hearing Yugar and being like, there was Yugar. There was Yugar. <laughs> there's, there's this scene where they do that and it's supposed to be the build up to this beautiful act. And then he just goes like, man, there was Hugo all over the place. Uh, and I just wanted you guys to know that. I wanted you to know Thank that every that. time we talk about Yugar, that's what's going on in my brain. <laughs> So,
0: you guys are on the back of Yugar, and you can feel the he's just rising in the air with every flap of his wings. They beat on the wind as you rise above the swarms of Kruthik atop Kresha Dome. Galtier is barely clinging to consciousness, lying on Yugar's back, and... The setting sun reflects off the bronze griffin's feathers.
2: Marmalade. Look, he's unconscious. You're never gonna know. Shut up. Oh no. (laughs) The setting sun
0: reflects off the bronze griffin's feathers and fur, as well as the expansive mistfolk lock below you. Ugar flies quickly over the lock, and you can see the old waterway where Gordon surfaced on your way out of the city. And you can see the city of Kresha from this marvelous angle as you pass overhead. Very few of the spires of Cresha still stand, but those that do, they inspire awe when you guys speed past. The crescent moon rises, and slowly the trees thin as they give way to planes in the night. You're nearing home. You catch an overhead glimpse of Tinctorum, just a few dozen homes, each lit from inside as people bed down for the evening. You can see the house of Duck and his children where you first encountered the Kruthiq. And Liza, you direct Yugar in the direction of Madrigal. It's simple. Skirt the Seerfindahl foothills until you see the city of every road, Madrigal. By now, the sun's beginning to rise again. The dawn of the ninth day. It stands alone on the plains, sprawling and beautiful and entirely surrounded by its brilliant red wall. So as players and DM, we've sort of discussed getting back to Madrigal in a timely fashion because of the events that are happening and you guys know that you're on a time crunch you know that you've set up Cresha in a way that it'll succeed without your interference without your continued interference for now anyways you guys make it back to madrigal straight back home you've got the orb what do you guys want to do in madrigal first things first this is First thing in the morning, sun is first coming up. You can see the colors of the city all over the place as you are flying in.
3: So Babs and no BLEP definitely want to report to the kind of centralized headquarter of the coven here, which is known by local residents as the Kettle, which is a, a uh, joke on the fact that they all use cauldrons. And so it's uh, just kind of a cutesy little nickname for what actually goes on in there.
0: I love that. Um, so I'm gonna I, I want you to as you're visiting this place if you could you know salt and pepper this place up a little bit like you tell me what it looks like you know this is kind of your
2: your place that you call quote unquote home sort of not to, not to interject here but to well exactly to interject here I apologize <laughs> do, do we want to do the the king stuff like, I think chronologically yeah. the first thing we do is we all go see the king
3: yeah I agree completely we sure, hand sure. over
2: the shard right yeah. Okay. Wait, do we did we hand over the first shard?
3: We have it. You or kept we, it. We we kept we have, it. We have yeah. both. Yes. Yes. So so do have, I guess
2: we'll so if we're not handing them over, then maybe we don't necessarily have to go straight to him, I guess. We, we just need have to let like, know what's hey, going we have
3: on with and all the monsters though. Like that's True. what's important. It's like Yeah, I guess hey, that's right. Okay. There's a bunch of monsters coming this way.
1: In in my brain, this is Liza's first time going to the kettle. Because they are so new, mm. they have yeah. not oh, like had it. like a full experience of the uh, of the entire coven. This has been a it has not been a the coven does not necessarily have a really rigorous onboarding process.
2: It's more of an on the job training type of situation.
3: Yeah,
1: it's more like we find you worthy.
3: You've been nominated cool. by some <laughs> by a member. You've been if a you survive to being
2: an intern, then you just automatically are employed. <laughs>
1: Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that is very much how I viewed it, is, yeah. like, we
0: have a lot of interns that just don't make the cut, buddy. Trial by fire. Well, think about it. If you mess up magic, like, that could be fatal. Yeah, If absolutely. you're not good at it, the, the repercussions can easily be deadly. I mean, if you do something wrong, it explodes, or you half your body teleports, or, like, all sorts of crazy things could happen to a normal person. God, half so, your body
2: teleports is a horrific and succinct sentence. You don't need to tell me which half It's just like, good luck Whichever half it is, bad news bears
0: Okay, so Do you guys want to land Like, outside the city And make your way in? Do you want to land Like, on the castle, in the courtyards In the district
2: Would Galtier know the uh, Sort of like, I don't know Castle royal part of the city Like the inner city well enough To know if there is like with the magical version of a helipad, essentially. like A can helipad. We, yeah, can we rich yeah. guy this shit? You know what I mean? Like, is there a spot <laughs> that people so, who, you know? So when you guys
0: first came through all the very first time into the castle, um, you guys walked through these courtyards There's, that are just outside the main entrance to the castle itself, where these statues and fountains kind of were. Um, that would probably, probably be your best bet. There's, like, hanging gardens that are sort of at the front of the whole facility by this path and there's like trimmed clean cut landscaped grass right outside in front where these fountains and statues are which is where you would probably want to to land which happens to be right out front
1: mostly Liza like I said Liza concerned about losing Ugar so Liza wants to land in a place that is most not discreet. yeah not necessarily discreet but just like I don't know how on high alert the security or the city is. So just flying really? in with a griffin, I don't know if they're going to start <laughs> fire <just away. laughs> firing at us because they don't know who we are. Is that something yeah, we would have a-
2: any kind of insight into? Like, is there a symbol to put up to make something like that safe? Or is that like a bad choice either way?
0: Yeah, I think, I think Liza has a very good point that if guards who are manning the walls and the towers saw a griffin flying in like they would probably do something to try to to try to deter it from coming into magical very good point yeah that's not something that they would generally just let fly
2: over the walls of the city is there an entrance like so uh, i don't know how common flying traffic is in this universe right like is there a place that if you were flying into the city you would sort of approach like I, I assume there's not like a hmm. you know third story gatehouse or something but is there, is like there a, a runway
1: i think that's what
2: you're asking <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you've well, asked in
0: multiple different I, ways
1: uh, no no i no,
2: now i mean like when people approach because specifically there are guards and they are alert to flying threats because it's a magical universe right like yeah if you are a peaceful flying thing do you just i mean I feel like Galtier would know if if you have to just, like, land and that's what you're supposed to do, is land outside and enter on foot. Or if there's a specific way you enter the city, if you're private jetting it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is there a a rich people entrance for those that have potentially the means to be flying into the city?
0: Yeah, I think that as, like, as a member of the nobility in this world, Matt, you tell me if... So I see if this is a possibility in Madrigal, it would happen in the Red District, in the Royal District of Madrigal. There would be like a back door because only people with a fair amount of wealth are going to be able to fly into the city, mm-hmm. right? To have yeah. the to have that ability at hand is going to take a certain amount of, of money and accessibility that oh, only I the think wealthy would
2: have. In a world where the coven is like funded by the government of Madrigal and there are sort of like sorcerers around and on hand for this like for sure Galtier has been to parties where they bring someone in to cast fly just for fun like oh, yeah. <laughs> they're just like getting <laughs> oh, fucked yeah. up and they give someone like an obscene sum of money it's like here's 15,000 gold to cast fly on my friend so we can yeah. like go out he's a frat like, boy <laughs> like that's a 100% some shit no, he's not a frat boy
1: he's a he's a press fun baby yeah. yeah, he's like, uh, yeah,
2: he's, yeah, he's. If you give Paris Hilton a rapier,
3: <laughs> ooh, that's my next character.
2: <laughs> so I think that yeah, there's
0: probably um, we'll we'll call it a back door here on the, so Don's Ma is about the farthest gateway into Madrigal from the castle. Like you'd have to walk through the entire city from Don's Ma to get to the castle, um, mm-hmm. but if you come in from the side, there is a. a uh, gated entrance there that's it's not quite as heavily trafficked where if you're coming in control then it doesn't look like you're uh, trying to fly over the gates or whatever they'll kind of stop you and make sure check your credentials
2: make sure that you're uh, not trying to cause some sort of trouble he'll do his like uh sort of traditional the shitty Gaultier thing, and like, he'll make sure like the breastplate is out. It's looking fresh. Like, sure, he's, even sure. Though, I assume like I guess have we long rested on the back of yougar at this point? Yeah, uh, you guys are you guys are safe. So right you know now. we're patched up, we're cleaned up. Gaultier is sort of like sh- shouting out the right things and waving a handkerchief or whatever. Yeah. Like he's doing all this stuff to signal to them. Like I've been here before. I know what I'm doing. Um, yep. I think it's pretty clear that Gaultier like knows how to do this and definitely hasn't done it before.
3: <laughs> Does sure. Galtier, so I have a question and I don't want to get too deep into the wor- woods but with world building here, but like the the Deja Mo family like are they have deep roots in the city of Madrigal, right? So like do you guys mm-hmm. have like an estate within the city walls like do you guys have lay- like are we going to the, like the Gaultier or the Deja estate or are we just going to the like this is where you park your magical creature
2: <laughs> I mean I think Gaultier personally would want to sort of be he would want to sort of beeline to the king but absolutely the Deja have like an estate
3: okay. uh, they have yeah. like
2: a compound um, and Nick we talked about this a little bit uh, prior to I think playing it all Um, But there is sort of like, there's like the actual palace center of the city, and that sort of next ring out is Mm -hmm. essentially a bunch of compounds of big noble families. Like, they're somewhere in that. Um, His family's never been rulers of anything necessarily, and they were a smaller house a few centuries ago. Um, But as things have sort of shifted and changed, they've been, they've moved their way into sort of like the middle of the very rich, (laughs) if that makes sense yeah um, so yes they do have they have what to a normal person would be like a fuck off huge estate in the middle of the city yeah. um okay that to them they're from you would know that galtier doesn't think it's as nice as the ones on the left or the right right
3: gotcha <laughs>
2: um yeah so you guys can fly
0: yugar through this uh we'll call it the royal gate because it opens right onto the royal districts uh, the red districts of Matrigal. hell yeah gross um you you hard, you hardly even have to talk to these guards. I mean, once once they see that you're a relatively noble, you know, sending off the right hand signals and stuff, it's it's just like yeah, sure, whatever, come in. We're not, you know, they're not trying to keep people out or anything. They're just trying to keep people safe. And if you seem like you're a safe person, then come on in. Um, so they'll they'll let you in, um, and you make your way through the royal districts on Ugar. I mean. I, walking or maybe low flying or something—you don't want to. You don't want to like terrorize people with Ugar.
2: As far as we can fly, and we fly, and then I will. Galtier will be like Liza. Of course, there's a certain amount of uh, pr- presenter of behavior they expect in a place such as this. Uh, does the uh, does the Griffin does it know does it know its manners? I
1: uh, Liza turns to Galtier, just playing into the character. I don't know if Ugar is necessarily
2: house-trained. Ugar! What I mean by that is normally a horse, a knight on a horse in this district would approach uh, via dressage. That's not
1: fucking happening. So, Ugar, would you say that you have your manners straight? That's a pretty that good eagle. Like now. That seemed Look, like an I affirmative.
2: I don't care what the roll is. Please let me roll to make this griffin do dressage up to the pass. Yes, yeah, definitely. Okay, please, do, please, do please, animal please, handling. Please. Do it. Can we do, can we do, do animal opposed
1: handle. animal handling so I tell you not
0: to do fucking dressage? Roll your dice. Have your fun.
3: <laughs> oh my god, you guys. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ooh. So okay,
3: <laughs>
0: okay. Let's resolve this really quick. Go I, ahead.
2: I also rolled bad, Max. Uh, with a, with a plus zero, that brings me to a total of three.
0: Yes. Yeah, babies! <laughs>
1: Fuck you, dude. That is a total of four.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> my god!
1: Task failed it's, successfully. It
0: is... It is the worst of both worlds where Yugar is he's trying to do this thing but he doesn't understand and you can see that it's just not clicking so he's taking like awkward shambling steps off to like the side and diagonal and he clicks his claws and he's doing the thing that dogs when they have
1: those like paw like those paw yeah, covers on where it's like them just
2: really like <laughs> They forget how all their joints work. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Galtier is just barking out unhelpful shit at the Griffin that he's on top of being like, well, no, you're supposed to do it more fancy. You want to look not and graceful. No, well now you're just stumbling around. What? Listen, you're fine.
0: You're doing great. Um, so Galtier coming through this way, you're seeing that there is a lot of soldiers on this roads. Um, so there's, there's one or two roads that kind of wind through here from the gates to the castle that you're familiar with. Like there's direct routes for people coming and going. Um, mm-hmm. And you're seeing that there's a lot of soldiers and troops on this road going back and forth one way or the other. And they're sort of, forgive me for not knowing military terminology, but they're sort of in their given um, like regimen, battalion. So you, you have your groups of... 10 or 20 or 50 that are like marching on these roads and to your trained eye you can tell that these troops are very unorganized they're very there's substantially more of them than you've ever seen in this area and they don't seem to know what they're doing
3: i i haven't seen this many soldiers in the city since the draft during the what was back in, Oh gosh, what was it? It was about 147 years ago. Do you remember what that was about, Let? No, of course you don't. Of course
2: you don't. <laughs> uh, here, wants to look them over for any indications of, like, kingdom rank unit. Like, can he tell, like, what part of the military they are a part of? And can he confirm that these are, in fact, uh, troops from Madrigal? Um... So, so what you
0: see just, just at a glance, you're seeing like one or two, maybe like drill sergeants out in front who are wearing insignias and indicators of rank. And all mm-hmm. of the other ones are clearly intended to be soldiers with almost thrown together uniforms.
2: Okay. So this um, looks, it looks like a conscription
0: of some kind. It's it certainly to Galtier and even to Babitha, it looks like some sort of conscription.
1: My, these these troops
2: look incredibly well put together. Liza, sometimes <laughs> I just don't understand how the things that go into your eyes turn into the things that come out of your mouth.
3: Oh, Did someday
2: you. you will. Maybe? What? Huh? Well, this huh? is a, 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 <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Bebeth, I heard you talking to that nasty little frog man over there. Uh, <laughs> you said you was alive last time the kingdom was conscripted forces? <laughs>
3: Oh well, it was about a hundred and I don't know, seventy-four, hundred and eighty years ago, and it was, you know, it was more of kind of a false start, really. They, they, there was some sort of conflict over. it was something to do with sand. I don't know. They called it. It was a really weird. Well, it sounds uh, like
2: your read on this situation matches my own in that. Uh, this looks like a bunch of farm boys to hand the swords to, yeah.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you should just, just look at them all. I mean, they're, they're, they're practically green around the gills.
2: Oh, I didn't see that none of them had gills. You think these are sea elves or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why do you do have a sharp eye there, Babitha?
3: Babitha and Bluff are what? just, like, looking at each other, like, exchanging glass gla- glances.
2: I love that you were going to say they're exchanging glasses they what? look at each other and just drink glasses that is the funniest fucking thing anyone could ever
3: do Maybe just be like oh shit we, you... we
2: screwed up this morning oh you're right they absolutely don't have to is a
3: fucking frog
1: oh <laughs>
3: God. <laughs> we, we couldn't find our contacts this morning you see so we both kind of fumbled around <laughs> and it uh, looks so like we funny. got our spectacles swapped um you're right girls they don't seem to be see elves.
0: so you guys you guys trade <laughs> after trading glasses you guys proceed down this so this royal walkway towards the castle and you arrive at the front gates of the castle noting that there are squads and regiments on the courtyards which is a place that like these are well manicured lawns and mm-hmm. gardens here okay. there shouldn't be troops in these courtyards but there is i mean there's massive numbers of them there's like drill instructors and people shouting at these draftees trying to get them lined up in specific ways and trying to teach them how to march in in file and order and it's not necessarily chaos but given what this place should be Elegant courtyards that are calm and peaceful, with s- these couple of statues and fountains. It- it's very out of place and very strange.
2: Step in line, bitch boy.
0: Wait. Step in line, bitch boy. Do you want to live forever, maggots? And then he shoots him with a plasma rifle. So you guys can, um, I think, without without getting too deep into role play here, you guys can talk and uh, persuade your way into a meeting with the king, knowing knowing what you know, having what you have. Um, you guys can make your way through and get a meeting with him pretty early on. When you do finally get to meet with him, you're, you're waiting outside it, some particular room in the castle. You're gestured over. You follow some random pri- man. I wish I knew fucking military stuff, dudes. You, <laughs> you follow <laughs> some, some, some very low ranking guard through the corridors and he gestures you at out a, at a, this big double door. He'll, he's waiting for you on the other side. Please
2: just keep yourself in order and, you know, don't be offensive, he looks to the frog. Oh no, thank you kindly, sir. Galtier will also throw a shitty look at Blubb.
0: <laughs> I like how this hate has developed tonight. <laughs> Liza
1: looks over at this little peon. Thank you, young man. I will make sure to pay my respects. And as soon as Liza is turning, they are turning into the king as they walk into the room. Oh, god. oh my god!
0: <laughs> you guys open the door and make your way in to see the king. This room that you go into—it's a different one than the last time. You walk in this time to a fairly humble dining room. There's a—it's a fairly nice table with nice chairs and beautiful carpets and some art hanging on the walls but it's not really it, it's not as elegant and distasteful as you think that maybe a king should would have king ector really does seem to be like a humble kind of person who's willing to just live like a normal person considering his stature you guys walk in as he's like slicing into a loaf of bread and he looks up to you guys as he's like he's like putting a piece of uh, of this bread into his mouth, and he gestures to you guys, Oh, please sit, sit, sit. You, would you care for some breakfast? Are you hungry? Are you tired? You look well, except for Will looks at Galtier.
3: <laughs> Babatha takes the seat closest to the king.
0: She would.
1: <laughs> B- B- Babatha sits on the king's lap.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which king, me or
0: the real king? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Did he yeah, I think that he's seen you shapeshift before, right? Yeah. I think the first time we were there, I shapeshifted a little bit. Yeah, I think you I think you changed your hair in front of him or something like that.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm just going to like say can, what is the king's voice real quick?
0: Uh
1: <laughs> It's like proper but not British. Yeah, yeah, like like borderline, yeah. Okay. So it's like mid Atlantic accent. I'll, I'll slip into British and uh, no matter what, but yeah. okay. My liege. I, I do just want to say we look great today. And then I bow and
0: <laughs> oh, I bow. And as I'm coming back up, I'm back to like the Liza that he has met. Yeah. I think like, even as you're bowing, he, he's like laughing, holding this chunk of this chunk of bread. And he's like, <laughs> You're not wrong, are you, Liza Strovichel? I wink and give him bardic mm. inspiration.
1: Oh, my last bardic inspiration. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to turn to Babatha and I'm going to give Babatha bardic inspiration and just be like, honey, this is big for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and just like wink and give her bardic inspiration. It's my last one. Oh,
0: God. He gestures to you and then he turns to, um, he slices off a piece of this bread and hands it over to Babatha, and he says, Babitha Bird Bitch, it is a pleasure to see you.
3: Did you just he call me a bird the- bitch?
0: <laughs> well, I would never. I can't believe that this is is this who we are to each other?
3: who <laughs> Michael is to Nick because you first pronounced my <laughs> name.
0: By the did way, I, actually,
1: uh,
3: I don't think I did. You said bird bitch. It's not burbitch. <laughs> you added a D in there, and it really changed it. <laughs> By
1: the way, uh, just point of order. I I can't give Bawitha uh, Bardic. I don't have any. That's uh, totally fine.
2: Max, yes, you can, because we we long rested on Ugar. Nick said so earlier. Oh,
0: we did. Yeah, I mean it was <gasps> it was a
2: long overnight we're, thing. We we're not fucked to fuck up anymore. We we just look bad. <laughs>
1: Speak for yourself. I'm gonna. I'm gonna still give
0: Liza Bardock inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Babitha Burbitch, It is quite a pleasure to see you again,
3: and it is lovely to see you as well, Your Majesty. Um uh unfortunately this is a uh, less of a pleasure call uh clearly you seem to maybe be more apprised of what's going on than we anticipated given the amount of um young soldiers that seem to be in the courtyard um but you see we've um well, we've got a couple of little problems that we need to deal with, darling. Uh, the first being Cresha overrun with doppelgangers. So that's going to be really kind of complicated for a while. Also the mayor, uh, also a doppelganger. Yes, so we did have to dispatch them. Um,
0: yes, I did receive your correspondence. This was
3: excellent, not excellent.
0: good news. I've dispatched what I can to take care of the situation, but... We'll have to see how that un- unfolds. For the most part, yes. we are predisposed.
3: Well, I'm afraid that you may be becoming more predisposed. As you see, we, um, we have encountered a, a swarm, a colony, a, um, a metric facton of these uh horrible insectoids which uh we appear to be called the crew uh per one of the uh echoes that we had uh, an, a real interesting interaction with a strange fellow weird little finger cloth things um some sort of weasel i don't i'm not really sure Where, what his
1: with. name is martin
3: Oh, yes, the Martin. The Martin, yes. He was uh, pretty scary. Anyway, so here's the deal, uh, Your Majesty. We, we, we recovered the shard. We did get that. Um, but we did also kind of ipso facto, vis a vis retrieving this diamond, uh, um, uh, we may have unleashed a, a, a horror upon the land. Oh, and it seems to be uniquely impacting magical people. So,
2: and now to be clear we did not release anything but we may have uncovered the earlier stages of their plot babatha I'm
0: sorry could you please describe to me whoa. what is this you- threat that we are facing and where is it
3: oh, are you aware
1: it. of anthill Ant yes okay Babitha <laughs> well, yes. take over
3: Okay, so imagine an ant hill, right, all underground. Um, but instead of ants, they're like um, these terrifying insectoid creatures. It's like the size of like a small doll standing.
1: A small
0: doll standing.
3: A small dog standing. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, yes, not small a doll. Small doll
0: standing. What a ridiculous <laughs> unit of measurement.
3: <laughs> we,
0: all,
1: we all know it's all small dog standing.
2: Now, 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 to be clear, it was between a small dog standing and a tall dog standing. There was a, a bit of confusion as to whether the, I, they seemed to have a range of sizes. It was not and The beautiful. point
3: being, uh, Liza does have a drawing. Um, we did uh, do a drawing of, or perhaps it was Galtier. One of them did a drawing of the creature um, it when was we first drawing. encountered them. May I um, take
0: a look at this drawing? Do you have it with you? He looks to Liza. Uh, I
2: believe, oh, yeah. drew
0: it? no, I, I, no, uh, both of us
1: drew it together.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, both of us drew it kind of together, kind of going back and forth when we were in Ducky's hut. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say that I have
0: it and just hand it over. He takes it and looks at it for 30 seconds. I mean, a long, like long enough that you guys are starting to look at each other, like what's going on, looks at it, looks at it. Damn the light! You know about this, don't you? Dejamo, I think we might have a problem greater than we have an ability
2: to solve. Well, now I agree with the first part of your assessment, my liege, but of course the second, I don't think there's anything that the good old King Blythe can't lead us through.
0: Ugh, kiss us. You're saying that this was out of Kresher Dome. Don't act like you don't want to kiss
2: that is correct, Your
3: Majesty. You right heard here, he wants to kiss that You ass. see,
0: I've amassed this... Kiss that cake? We're having a whole conversation. I've enacted the draft and amassed these soldiers in an effort to fight the hordes coming from the ash forests. And now you're telling me we have to address a second
2: front on Kresha Dome. This horde in the ash forest, you think it's the same creatures? By all rights and descriptions, that does appear to be the same thing. Now, what what we have learned, of course, we don't have all the information, but they seem to be related to uh, both these mm. shards and the echoes that we have seen. This uh, yes, Martin the, of Umbros, the timing. Is,
3: yes, Your Majesty.
2: Well, this Martin of Umbros told us quite explicitly that uh, whatever these uh, creatures were somehow related, and that they are uh, attempting to reach an antiphony. I don't know if that word box anything for you, my liege. What um,
3: Umbrose? Perhaps are you familiar? they was saying man? that him
2: and his followers need to. Uh, they said they needed to escape Umbrose and uh, achieve salvation in some way. Uh, it, it sounded to me like these these crew That's the the name we heard spoken about these uh, critters here. Kruthik. That they are uh, destroying the the kingdom. The, the world, perhaps, of this Martin figure? Hmm. And that, uh, it, it seems though, while he and was not lights. particularly friendly, uh, we may have common cause. He was kind mm, of an yeah, asshole. I kind
3: of a real I mean, He was
2: a, a, a rather large asshole. But you is. have yes. common cause with Martin Well, of in so Umbrose? far that we don't want to be
3: eaten by a giant butt, uh, certainly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He was demanding that we return them these shards for some sort of magical ritual. I was the only one there that he explained it to, but I have to be honest with you, my compatriots <laughs> are much better versed in that sort of voodoo, hoodoo, whatever it is.
1: Uh. In the turn that, like, if you don't do your homework, your mother's going to beat the shit out of you, and, like, you just want to get good grade, <laughs> yes, we have common cause.
0: In Is it in your best judgment that we should play ball with this Martin of Umbros, or should we pay attention only to our needs and desires? Well,
3: obviously, I think we need to let him at least believe that we're on his side, or else he's going to try to destroy us.
2: Hmm. I would rather more a friend than an enemy. Whenever possible, you know that about the Dejmos, my liege.
3: I, I believe this, this is, is a
2: time that Perhaps we may not be able to make a, a long-lasting friend here, but we could at least make a temporary one. And uh, a short tryst on a summer's eve can cause a lot of pain to wash away, and hopefully that might be our situation we find ourselves in here. Mm,
1: Normally I need an elixir to wash away that pain, but I will say, <laughs> are you are you aware of the term of frenemy?
0: Frenemy? Yes, it's hmm. like... Um, hmm. It's, it's, yes, no, it's the it's combination of explain. the two words. I, I think I understand. Yes. Yes, I believe that's a word. uh part This concerns me to no end. The, the concerns that I've had regarding the Ash Belts have doubled, frankly, in the last minute and a half, I have to say.
3: Well, this makes sense. Is There are no two fronts.
0: Our, Madrigal is going to find themselves in quite a difficult situation in the very near future if these critique Is this what you're calling them? what
3: Martin of Ambrose called them. I would like to do some further investigation (laughs) with the Coven, of course. I I, I need to follow up with them following some concerning information we received while Uh on the road.
1: Yes, and you shall. I also tried to commune with them and, and they were not exactly receptive to language. So I don't
0: know what they call themselves, which is valuable. Yes, by all reports, they are evil, vile creatures that want nothing but death and destruction. I don't know why you would try to speak with them. This makes oh, no so sense. Also, we,
2: we did see one of them jump directly out of the chest of a fully grown man as if it had been incubated from an egg inside yes, of his body. Yes, that was
3: particularly traumatic.
2: Which seemed like a, a problematic set of circumstances that would again push my opinion towards their fully evil and we should stab them as often and quickly as possible.
1: Problematic, to say the least, but an
0: information-gathering nonetheless. I will speak with Sir Quinn and see to it that Regent Harkness sends all available Emerald Oath Knights to the Ash Belt as well. Perhaps we can divert some of our troops to a Dome and an aid to fend them off as long as possible while we come up with alternate solutions. Sir Quinn, um, Gaultier, you know, is the current defensive coordinator.
2: For no purposes, you said current defensive coordinator of like the whole kingdom or just that region?
1: Um, or of the Detroit line. Right. I'm defensive coordinator like actual... is my favorite
2: terminology for you to use after we spent a whole episode talking about <laughs> official NFL footballs. <laughs> uh, I, I also uh, love the idea of a war not having generals, but having an offensive and defensive coordinator as if those are different phases of battle. And they just argue <laughs> about what to do all the time.
0: Sir Sir Quinn the Wolf is the Oath Knight's Ooh. chief defensive coordinator. Who is Who is a name that Galdier, Galtier would absolutely know of this guy.
2: Okay. And Mon mm-hmm. Graham is the special mm-hmm. teams
0: coordinator. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, magic, weirdly, is like the kicking game. It wins and loses your things, but people just don't talk about it enough, you know?
0: At the mention of Sir Quinn's name galtier king Hector like looks at y- straight at you while he says this and and like kind of raises an eyebrow almost like let's get a roll on it uh give me an insight roll oh, We're a little shit. roll light tonight let's get one.
2: Ooh, not great um, can liza look into this sure can i yeah. will you allow me uh to use my tactical assessment maneuver in this instance absolutely
0: this and is I, political I think, tact for sure yeah
2: and galtier is oh. like oh, wants yeah. to impress the king so like if he has a way of you know what i mean dressing it up he's gonna go for it yeah liza got a 17 uh nice that's still only a 13 for Gaultier.
0: oh okay no that's that's plenty in this uh politically driven non-verbal interaction that he's trying to have with you. You get what he's driving at here is that Sir Quinn is the Chief co- Defensive Coordinator of the Oath Knights because you don't want it. Because you, you are not available to be doing this. Hmm. There's a little bit of a, what's the word? A, a little bit of
2: disdain and also a little bit of, huh? Huh? Oh, well, Sir Quinn, I've heard excellent things about him Is a real strong commander out there in the field.
0: He gives you this like high eyebrow as he's looking at you and you can kind of read read the unspoken nonverbal intention that he's getting. And Liza, at first you're like, is he coming on to Galtier? Is that what's going on here? And you realize that there's, you don't know, you can't peg what he's trying to convey. You can figure out that he's trying to convey something, but this isn't your, this isn't your station. It, it's very apparent to you that there is like a code, between these two people of nobility that you don't... You just don't know it. You you know that there is one, but you don't know it. I'm too low status. Too low status. King Hector, like, raises his eyebrow towards uh, Galtier as he says that, and he says, Now, on that particular note, Dejamo, have you considered what I've said? You know that you've more than earned it, and while you do deserve a proper ceremony, due to the current situation with the draft and the castle, the city at large. uh, A ceremony's not quite possible, but you could make your oath to me right now in front of none but these friends of yours, and I will have your armor and your new signet ready by dusk. And I'll pressure you no more about this, no more. Do not forget that you are a respected member of the nobility. You are a respected member of Madrigal. And he shoves a piece of bread in his mouth, like crumbs falling down.
3: If only he was respectable. Now, your,
2: your Majesty, I, I'm 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 standing right here. Good one, baby. I'm sorry, was I
3: speaking out loud again? I mean, talk, I mean, thinking out loud. I mean, shit! <laughs> I'm just talking out loud about this.
2: Your Majesty, you know that I I would give you my oath any day and every day for as long as I do live. My loyalty to you has never been in question, and it hopefully it never will be i hope that you know that i understand i've never once doubted you or your brother or your family i won't give you cause to doubt me today either uh, and galtier will take a knee so you stand up push the chair away
0: and kneel down like ready to go and the king he laughs for a second and then he stands up too. uh he brushes some of these some of these crumbs off of his off of his shirt. It's like uh, crust and raisin and shit that falls all over the place. And he stands up and looks around for a second, and then he just kind of puts his hand out on your shoulder. And to the to you others, I mean, the king is a very big and imposing guy, and also very sexy. And yeah. it's it, <laughs> it it's really like as a well, we yeah, established got- this in episode three, so oh, it was worth you. mentioning again. Um, it's. It's just an interesting scene for you guys to see a guy like Gaultier who's also a pretty pretty um built guy to to be sexy built and sexy guy to be down on his knees in front Thank of Thank you.
2: Uh <laughs> That's not quite the picture. God I was God trying God to paint. God damn it.
3: <laughs> Tell me more. Um yeah. Is, got, I thought this was only fans content. Gaultier
2: will flashbacks um, already. Gaultier will take that knee um his back is like rod straight like normally if someone's taking it either you know messing with the shoe or something he is he is clearly um in a sort of ceremonial position that he has like he is pantomiming something he's seen a lot and he um looks directly at the king but i think that um Liza and Babatha probably have spent enough time with Galtier to realize that he is looking like you know five degrees off to look mm. sort of past the king and he begins to run through the the oath that an oath knight must make um, clearly fully mm. from memory um, and he again sort of like almost statuesque still it, it is here that I Galtier, Waltier, Dejimot Express in sincerity that I will execute the deeds of the kingdom for the good of Madrigal and no other, but I will carry out the tenets of the poinsettia as those who have come before me. Honesty, to uphold the truth of the kingdom and her people. Courage, to defend the kingdom and her people. Service, to be of service to the kingdom and all its people. Fellowship, to be one with the kingdom and her people. Accountability, to ensure that these tenants are carried out in the name of Madrigal, her people, and that the light shines upon us all.
3: I think he said Wap-T-A. Wap-T-A?
0: He looks. He looks over to the table for just a second, and he grabs this uh, knife that he's been using to like cut the bread, and he touches it down on Gaultier's shoulder, and then he touches it down on Gaultier's other shoulder, and then he stabs Gaultier. in the <laughs> back of the head. Um, no, he, he touches,
1: he
2: touches the Galtier's the top, shoulders. He says, the whole time. And, uh, I can't believe your name is Waltier. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what Honestly, a stupid
0: name. <laughs> he touches both of Gaultier's shoulders um, with this like dirty uh, bread knife. And he says, well, that wasn't so hard now, was it? Rise then Oath Knight and know that from here on out You are one of us. You bow no longer to any.
2: Uh, Galtier will sort of like turn his head ever so slightly and look at the like little dab of butter that's on his shoulder now.
3: Um, All of a sudden, Gleb's tongue reaches out and like licks it off of your shoulder and he winks at you. (laughs) Oh no.
0: On your shoulder, Galtier, there's a a whole chunk of raisin on your shoulder and you realize that this loaf of bread that you've been eating off of is a... Uh, a loaf of raisin bread.
3: Aww. Uh,
2: Liza and Babitha, you notice that like, Galtier has like a single tear forming. uh, That he's trying really hard to sort of hold it all in and it's not (laughs) working. And he will sort of stand up and straighten himself out. He does the like, Picard uh, shirt pull down move. Um, And he just looks at the king and says, no, I gotta I gotta line on some good raisin bread. If uh, ever you find yourself in need. <laughs> and, uh, it is my greatest honor to pledge myself to you once again, Your Majesty. Uh, Predator handshake.
1: <laughs> again, won't <L>. <laughs> This is the cutest shit I've ever seen. And these are grown men.
2: You are so close to us and your whispers are they so think, loud. Do they, I don't. do they believe that we can't hear them? Or... They do this all the time. They act like I'm some sort of deaf mute. They talk yes, well, and then they well, don't listen. Didn't
3: act like a deaf mute so often. And then Liza just, speak just
1: speak starts well. playing their drum and just, like, tries to drown out their whispers <laughs> to Babatha <laughs> with drumming.
0: <laughs> so, uh, now that you're initiated and you are officially one of us, Why as not I've that? said, Why not? return this evening and I will have your crimson breastplate waiting along with a new signet for you.
2: It would absolutely be my honor, Your Majesty. Thank you again.
0: In the meantime, let me ask Liza and Babatha and Blep, what is your intention now?
3: Well, Your Majesty, it appears that we probably need to continue seeking out these shards. Um, I'm not entirely sure what they have to do with the crusig, but it... Um, it seems like if we don't retrieve them, and this Martin fellow will, of course, before we get on our way, it is most important that we uh, commune with the coven.
0: Indeed, if you believe that this I, is I the agree. route that you should take, then I respect that decision. However, I would encourage you, make haste. Were I you, I would leave for Astervale first thing tomorrow morning. I don't know that spell yet, but I, as soon as I get it, I will try. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I would avoid Delane as long not. as possible. The hordes—apparently, kind of to magical the magical
2: things they say all the time—and nobody understands. And they, then they just giggle to each other. It's kind just of Group identify. It's absolute nonsense. It's
0: just gibberish. He-hee-hee. These are nothing.
2: Make haste and leave as soon as
0: possible tomorrow morning, if you can. But head to Astrovale before. Heading north to Delane, it seems as though the hordes are centered on the north. I would hate to see you stopped by them. If you give us as much time as possible, I can send these armies up and, well, we can secure the north as best as possible. I think that your journey would be safer if you wait. Although, I don't think that your journey is going to be safe by any imagination.
3: Things to know about the bugs, your majesty. Um, They seem to be rather sensitive to sound. um, And also, um, they're very good climbers. Both out of chest caverns and like in the ground caverns, so.
1: That's a great connection. I didn't even make that connection. That's truly terrifying. Um, uh, Sire, my lord, you. actor
3: hello actor you may call I, me Hector. i
1: will say my i was going to so actor i i believe that we should definitely create perimeter in order to keep track of the as you're calling them hordes, their progress because if we if we do not keep track of the larger threat
3: we're we also may miss need to things. start quarantining anybody that shows signs of coming down with this illness that uh, it seems to actually be uh, a, a parasitic infestation
1: especially I would say if you can and do it in not a fucked up tyrannical government way warning those magic users mm-hmm. who have shown magic in the past or have it in their family, Indeed. I think that is the most um, to be cautious. Yes, caution mm-hmm. is important here. Not all magic users are affected. I'm waiting for the day that my chest bursts open and I die from Not bug sure. eating its way out of my body. I—that's just a part of my life now. That's a part of my dreams. Yes, you should be but quite I will scared, say, and I am. So, I do think we should make sure that caution is the most... Caution is of the utmost importance here. We should not be causing panic, but we should be engaging
0: and informing. The way that the people reacted when the echoes first appeared... uh, It was shocking to me, truly, Liza. Yeah, it wasn't great. I saw it. I don't... I mean, I saw the aftermath. I don't know how I can prevent panic from occurring should they know that there are hordes of violent monsters headed in our direction.
1: Well, I mean, there aren't, like, billions of magic users. Every town must have one, two.
0: Yes, yes. All you
1: need to do is have specific people go into those towns and lo- and say, hey, do you know where jimmy is uh i am curious about this spell and then they walk in and they just say hello jimmy so i just want to let you know here is a a letter from the king you might have chest explode with bug please be cautious maybe here's a camp maybe here's a summer camp that you (laughs) can go to and get taken care of i i don't know like i just think it's important to make this personal make this low key
2: not be best disseminated by the Coven
3: well, you see, uh, you you touched on an interesting point there, Gaultier, um, and you as well, Liza. Now, um, you you haven't been to the kettle yet, darling, but you see, I've been working on a little bit of, um, like, the... the You know, my my cauldron coal system that I've been working on. Well, I've been well, kind of doing some tinkering in my That's off time to create kind of an emergency broadcast system. Uh, I've been calling it the Arbolayer Cauldron and Communications Network, or ACNC for short, um, and so I'm hoping... Um, that it hasn't fallen into too much disrepair, <laughs> and that none of the other members of the coven um, have, you know, uh, added themselves to the do not call list, um, do not call to enlist. So we'll uh, we'll do our very best, Your Majesty, to get out word oh we can to the goven, uh, to the coven members. But uh, any additional help, uh, just let your your forces know that um, if you were to. Pass by a town and they have a magic user. Just, you know, just just check on them.
0: I'll make sure that they get the message. Can you do me a favor, Babitha Burbich and Lysustrovich? Oh, okay. please, report back to me this evening as well, with Galtier, if we you don't mind. We're not already invited to the and party.
3: I just assumed we were a plus- his plus three. Y-
0: you officially or are Is You
3: are coming to the party? <laughs> I just,
0: <laughs> you guys, still standing in the doorway after all this time.
1: <laughs> no, I'll just. I, in my mind, like the king has just been seeing, like, just been seeing us three, and Liza like moves out of the way and just like opens their arms and up, and you guys just like sitting in the in the doorway. Ugar
2: is uh, doesn't know anyone could see him has has just been practicing his dressage. <laughs> and i'm like no no that's not no you don't have to do that that's a good boy right that's excellent work you guys i appreciate that
0: (laughs) Um, i mean ultimately it is up to you guys if if you want to go to astrovale or delane like you you could go to delane if you want i just want to be clear like
2: you aren't
3: we're not strong enough to go to delane just like
2: the king's suggestion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the king suggested we yeah. go to Astervale. Um uh, Martin didn't suggest anything except like take my shit to a volcano, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: And Seerfendal is like centrally located in this in this situation. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean I think like right now we are doing the diplomatic disservice to ourselves of like trying to ride the line between these two things, you know, like we're skiing on two different hills and we're hoping they don't get too far apart. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I think if the King Mm -hmm. has a place that he says like, Hey, you should do this. We'll do that. And hope to God, it doesn't contradict anything else. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. There are, um, there are like concepts in video games, which I always go back to in like open world RPGs where you need to, you can't complete too many other quests before you finish this other quest or else it's no longer an option you Mm -hmm. know um and so having that concept of just like we have
2: to make choices
1: um but i but like like, like, i also don't
2: want i think what you're saying max is very prescient because it's like we get it there's a finite number of shards there's a there's what seems to be a bad guy we're gonna have to deal with uh and whether it's this guy that we've met or it's this other threat that we haven't met the face of like The idea that at some point there's a showdown for the final shard or whatever the place is that the shards need to go. like It's like, yeah, it makes sense if we can't. If it's like, hey, here's the five places you got to go. And if you go to three of them, one of them gets handled without you. Mm. And Mm that's just like, yeah, we get it. We got to go find that guy and fight that guy. Like, that's where we're going.
0: No, I mean... I mean, like I said, though, to be clear, like you guys can go to either place. I don't want you. I mean, I know that there's not really the only the only thing that's differentiating them in your eyes at this point is that one guy is Jessam Slate and one guy is Victor DuPont's. And that's the only difference. But what uh, are you talking about? Uh, those are the names that you got from what the fuck are you talking about? Those are your connections in Astrovale and Delane that you got from. Yeah, the, oh, comment, we wrote those yeah, down like
2: okay. seven oh. sessions
0: ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Victor Duponts was Astrovale and Jessam Slate was uh, was Delane, and like that's that the only real difference we, to you yeah. guys as
2: players right now. That was before we went to yeah. Kresha, huh? Or did we get that from? I think the that mayor? was. I, I think it
0: was while you were at the dome. Like before you went into the dome, it was a cauldron oh. call from. Um, right, 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 right. Oh, 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 oh! That's right. That's right. Yes. 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 With a screech from Yugar as if on cue, the king's attendant enters the room with a plate full of food and the king gestures you, now if you wouldn't mind excusing me for my breakfast, that would be fantastic. And you guys stand up respectfully, curtsy and a small bow, and you guys leave the castle on your way to, well, wherever you're going to go today, Galtier, and the kettle for Liza Blepp and babitha and with that we will catch you guys mm. next time on knuckleball But but
3: but buts but but buts but,
0: but. uh, uh, but. but. uh, no we, we do not because beginning. we immediately
3: transitioned oh. we have no, no no
0: no intro points. we were just laughing at max for his terrible intro how <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> are
3: <laughs> people ever gonna laugh
1: TASK FAILED SUCCESSFULLY.